Welcome to Changemakers, a podcast from APH. We're talking to people from around the world who are creating positive change in the lives of people who are blind or visually impaired. Here's your host. Hello and welcome to Changemakers. I'm APH's Public Relations Manager, Sarah Brown, and today we are looking at the ongoing annual meeting. We'll hear from APH President Dr. Craig Metter about the state of the company, and we're going to hear from some very special award winners. APH's annual meeting started on Wednesday, October 6th and runs through tomorrow, Friday, October 15th. The meeting covered the usual topics and discussions, and APH President Dr. Craig Metter held his annual State of the Company address. In 2021, we received $34.431 million, which was an increase. Um, 31 of that went to the appropriations for the operations at APH and 3 millions went to our regional partnership with AIDB, which also funds our regional specialists and the work that we are doing there, which is an ever-growing part of APH. And we're excited about that. So you can see from 2017 to 2021, we have had a steady growth, almost $10 million in five years. Dr. Metter also said, Production had a record year this year. Production did an amazing job, not only with getting the right inventory in stock, but also reducing back orders. Three years ago, I hung a goal on them, which at that time seemed like it was a moonshot. And that was get back orders. Now back orders are anytime you place an order and it's not in stock, it goes on back order. And our goal was never to have more than $100,000 of product in back order. So this year, in a COVID year, impacted by supply chain, uh, where we had to do switch out on uh, bills of material every day because we could no longer get this Velcro or that gray flannel, um, production this year achieved that goal. And in fact, we had two months, one month where they had back orders of $2,000, which is unheard of. And when you've got that, that was just fantastic job by the production team in uh, the planning team to make that happen. So excellent job for them. So uh, good year, great year actually for operations. To hear the full state of the company, please check the show notes. We have a link to our YouTube channel. On Wednesday, October 13th, the Wings of Freedom, Horizon Award, Louie Award, and Navigator Award were presented to trailblazers in the field. We're going to hear some of their acceptance speeches and speak to the winners. But first, let's listen to the acceptance speech from Dr. Marge Kaiser. She was presented with the Wings of Freedom Award, the night's highest honor. When I think about the many people at APH, past and present, who have taught me and become my friends, I realize how much APH has enriched my life. You are all on my mind right now. Through APH, I grew as an educator and I was able to provide accessible tools for the students that we served in our state. Truly, I received so much more than I contributed. Again, my thanks for being considered for this award. It is my great honor to receive it. 
The Wings of Freedom Award recognizes and honors individuals who have demonstrated leadership in the areas of education or rehabilitation of those who are blind or visually impaired. Dr. Kaiser's career has been a great example of servant leadership. She has served as a superintendent of the South Dakota School for the Blind and Visually Impaired for 34 years. She's been an ex-officio trustee for APH, served on numerous committees, and is currently an APH board member. Hello, Marge, and welcome to Changemakers. Hi, Sarah. It's so good to be here. Fun to talk to you. Congratulations on receiving the Wings of Freedom. How are you feeling as the latest recipient? Probably the word that comes to mind is overwhelmed. Um, I still can't quite believe it. Your career has been about leading and service. How does an award like Wings of Freedom make you reflect on your career? When I think about the last 30 plus years in this field, um, I know that I met amazing people, amazing students, amazing families, and the other people that I've worked with in this field have become another family as well. I've learned from all of them, and I think that's one of the best ways that this field serves each other is that we are supportive, we share ideas, we collaborate. I've never seen it in any other context the way I've seen it in services to blind children and blind adults. You've done so much in your field, and I'm sure you've honored legends in the field. What's it like being a part of that esteemed group? (laughs) I really never thought I'd be a legend, that's for sure. Um, But it really is an amazing thing to belong to the same group as the people that have received this award and other awards in the field, because I'm in the middle of the United States. I'm in South Dakota. I'm not part of the bigger schools. And I, if anything, I hope that serves as a, maybe a guide point for others who think, oh, what I'm doing is too small. Um, I'm just not material for leadership. Uh, you can do that. Um, you just have to decide that you're going to make that effort. You're on APH's board of directors. What plans do you have for this next phase? Well, I'm really excited about being on the APH board, especially right now uh, when we're looking at making changes to the building and then reinventing the museum. It, uh, It couldn't be a better time to be on the board as far as I'm concerned. Thank you so much, Marge, for joining me on Changemakers. And thank you, Sarah, for giving me this opportunity. And congratulations again on your award. Up next, we're talking to the recently retired Humanware CEO, Gilles Pepin. Pepin was a recipient of the Horizon Award, which recognizes creating and caring individuals who continually pursue new ideas that result in the development of innovative products designed to improve the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Pepin has worked in technology and assistive technology for more than 30 years and has spent his lifetime developing Braille products for the blind consumer. Let's listen to his acceptance speech. I have the privilege of working with a great team, a fantastic team at Humanware, uh, a group of people that are extremely dedicated, uh, focused on delivering uh, high quality products. And uh, I want to share this award with all of them, all of my colleagues at Humanware who have contributed to bring these products to the market. Hello, Gilles, and welcome to Changemakers. 
Thank you, Sarah, for having me. It's a great uh, pleasure for me to be here. Great. First off, congratulations on receiving the Horizon Award during annual meeting and your recent retirement. That's huge. So congratulations on that. So I, I'd like to ask you, 30 plus years ago, you founded the company that would become Humanware. Did you have any idea where it would go? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, when I started uh, uh, in this field, I was a young engineer. It was in 1986, in fact. I started working for an institute for the blind. I was a, a young engineer working as a consultant, and they hired me to help them with some new technologies that they uh, acquired, and they wanted to see if we could help them um, uh, master that technology. And well, you know, it was uh, an eye opener for me for sure. I, I could uh, see right from the start. Uh, what impact uh, this, uh, these new technologies would have on the lives of, uh, of blind and visually impaired people. And uh, so that was in 1986. And I started uh, uh, working with this institute and trying to do more and more and uh, you know, see all of the opportunities there were in, in this field. And uh, about a year and a half after that, uh, in 1988, uh, the executive director of this institute came to me and said, uh, in fact, he invited me in his office uh, and he said, Jill, I want you to start a company in this field uh, to create more technology for uh, the blind and visually impaired people. And I said, uh, well, yeah, that's a great thing. I was, I was not an entrepreneur. I didn't have any idea that I would start uh, any company in my life. And uh, he said, we're going to support you, but we really... Uh, have uh, trust in you and we want you to do this. And uh, so I started and, and you know, it was uh, an easy go uh, on October 26, uh, 1988. Uh, I founded the company. Uh, at that time there was, you know, I hired one person and uh, another engineer and we started working on, on different products. And uh, that's how it started. Uh, and uh, I think, uh, you know, when I look back at the, the last uh, 33 years, I'm certainly uh, very proud uh, uh, and, and, and uh, looking at where we are and what we have done and what we have delivered uh, so far. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly a, a big thing for me. But to answer your question, it's clear to me that I had no idea where this would take me. But I'm very proud and very happy to have uh, spent my career in this field. Wow, that's amazing. What is it like to see the company you founded create products that are in the hands of users today? Is it like that, that proud parent moment, you know, where you just sit back and think, look what I did and look at how it's helping? Well, that's, uh, that's a great analogy. Uh, I think uh, when you think of, uh, of giving birth to, to a product, uh, I mean, I can tell you every time it's painful. It's uh, First, it, it's always longer than we anticipate. It's always more difficult than uh, we would have liked. Uh, it costs always more than, uh, than we, we plan. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, we put all of our arts, all of our, and uh, you know, I'm not in, uh, alone in this. Obviously, when we create products, uh, uh, we have a whole team and um, I, I like to be involved. Although I, I, I really, you can ask our engineers, they hate me when I sit in these meetings and I say, no, that's not right. We, we have to do more. We have to do better. We have to do quicker. We have to do, you know, less expensive. Uh, people hate me when I say that because it, it creates more work for them. 
but at the same time, you know, we, um, we, we, we really like uh, the feeling of, of working hard, uh, passionately, and creating this product. Uh, at the end of the day, we're extremely proud. And I, I must say, you know, over the last 33 years, we've created over 50 new products, five zero. That's a lot of products for a company of our size. And, um, you know, with those uh, 50 products, we served worldwide over 1 million people. So we have, you know, over 1 million people that have one of our products in their hands. And, you know, on a daily basis, we hear from them. We hear back from them. Uh, and it's so motivating. It's so uh, engaging for us to, to, um, to see that our mission is fulfilled through our products. And through the help, uh, it's not only products, it's, it's the support, it's all of the team at Humanware that is uh, really supporting these people. And, and, and we see, you know, what, what they share with us is mostly how it impacted their lives. Uh, sometimes very positively, obviously, sometimes, you know, they, they, they hit some uh, difficulties with the product, but most of the time it's, um, it's, it's, wow, you know, I've, I've been able to do this. I was not able to do that before. And now, you know, I can pursue my, my, my education. I can uh, work there. I didn't know I, w I could do that. So uh, I think, you know, over 33 years, you, you, we have seen the technology evolve so much and empower people in ways that we never anticipated. So yes, when we think of a baby becoming an adult, you know, taking of our products, becoming more and more mature and helping more and more people, uh, that's, uh, that's, these are moments that uh, all of our team, not, not me, but all of our team see as, um, as, as their mission in life, as what they want to do. And uh, obviously for me, that's been my motivation all of these years. I've been passionate about technology, for sure. I'm an engineer, but I've been certainly passionate about how this technology is being used and what impact it has on the lives of people. That's remarkable. More than 50 products in the hands of 1 million people. Wow. Yeah. Just off the, off the cuff, do you remember the very first product you created? Certainly I do. It's a product that uh, was called Iris, uh, and uh, it was, in fact, we came out uh, as the second uh, uh, OCR reader uh, for, uh, for the blind, so the, uh, a, a text reader that would OCR, uh, but it was in 1988, so long ago. Uh, but uh, we, we came out, uh, I mean, Kurzweil came out with the first uh, product in that category, and we came out with the second version of it. And then we worked with Arkenstone at that time, long ago, uh, and uh, with Jim Frachtman, and we developed uh, a, a product that they used uh, for promotion. And, and Arkenstone came out with their product in the US, but we had our product also uh, spread all over Europe and uh, also in the US uh, afterwards. So yeah, that was the first product, a great product that we uh, we, we don't carry anymore, but uh, we, we, um, we, that's certainly a product that was a stepping stone for us in the market. So that, that product was called Iris, right? It was, yes. Now, does Iris live on in any current products today? Did it evolve no. into anything that we see today? <laughs> that, that, that's a good question. No, I, I, I think, you know, we, we decided, and that was kind of a mistake uh, from, on, on my part, 
uh, around 1996, 97, uh, we, we could see, you know, there was a lot of uh, uh, good screen readers on the market. Uh, OCR was very cheap. The scanners were cheap. And, uh, you know, I made the call at that point. We, we had to move our, our iris system uh, that was DOS-based at the, at the beginning to Windows. And uh, we decided not to do it because my call was that this market would die because uh, everything else was accessible uh, from the start, you know, from, from the manufacturers. And I thought at that point that uh, we should not, but we should not continue. But uh, I can tell you that uh, I regretted this, this move because uh, these uh, reading systems are still uh, available today uh, the, and uh, very uh, useful for people. Did you say DOS system based? Yeah. DOS? Yes. Wow, <laughs> was, you took me well, back. <laughs> well, but remember when we? I mean, the first personal computers uh, appeared on the market uh, at the beginning of the eighties. So mid mid eighties, you know, eighty five, eighty six, uh, the first products for the blind and the vision people appeared on the market, and uh, this is when this whole industry of technology for the vision impaired started really. Uh, there were products before, but the real big chunk of companies started in, in, the, in, in the 80s uh, and beginning of the 90s. So, so that was um, at that time. And at that time, you had DOS and you had Apple too. And that was, that was what we were working with. <laughs> it's just hearing those names is a blast from the past that I, yeah. I was around for it. So just hearing DOS and ooh took me back. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Back, back on track. (laughs) So (laughs) you received this horizon award and the horizon award honors those who pursue innovative products and ideas. What do you say to those listening right now who have a groundbreaking idea or, you know, maybe a, a company that has a groundbreaking idea or a potential groundbreaking product? Yeah, but first, before I go there, I, I just like to uh, yes, we're receiving. I'm receiving personally this this award, but um, uh, but first, I want to thank uh, APH. I mean, we've been working uh, with APH, especially during the last five years with the new leadership at APH, and uh, I want to thank them. They they have pushed us to the limit of innovation. They they have. Uh, really been very creative in, in ways they wanted to, to, to us to develop products. And I think we've worked uh, extremely well with APH. And I hope, you know, we, we see the impacts, uh, the, the products we've developed with APH have, have had. And um, we're, we're very proud of that. And just recognizing what we've done, you know, myself, but the old team at HumanWare, I think is... Uh, is great, and and I want to thank uh, Craig Meter for sure, Andrew that we've been working with, and all the team at the APH. They've been fantastic working with, and uh, we really appreciate the support we've received from them. I also want to say that uh, this award, as I said, uh, we've I you know I've had since the beginning a great team around me. I, I have people that have been around uh, me for you know 15, 20, uh, 30 years uh, within Humanware. And they've been as passionate as I am about uh, about technology and about the impact we have on people. So that's really great um, receiving this award and being recognized for the innovation we've brought to the market. Uh, now, to answer your question, I I very often get calls or you know meetings with people that have this great idea. They all start from the same point. 
technology. So they, they see a technology and they say, oh, wow, I can apply that to blind people because they don't see. The mistake they make is they don't talk to the users. They don't sit down. They don't hear the voice of customers. And they start working on the technology thinking they have the right thing and they don't want to share too much. They don't want to lose their ideas to the public. So they, they, they don't. And that's a big mistake because, you know, the first time I talk with them, it's very often too late. They have spent a lot of time, a lot of money. And um, I, I tell them, you know, especially there was one case, you know, everybody thinks they have found a new technology to um, identify objects in front of people when they move around for blind people so that uh, they can go around. And the first question I ask them is, okay, uh, how do you convey back this information to the user? And they say, well, that's not important. We, we can draw a picture of, of everything that is in front of them. And I say, yeah, but I mean, you know, how are you going to tell them this is there? And I tell them about the white cane and about how uh, efficient the white cane is and, or a, a, a guide dog. And, and they start understanding that technology in this specific area is, is not the impact they would like to have. Uh, but the thing is, you know, once, you know, we, we kind of discuss what, what is good about the technology they are using and, you know, the, 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 reor the reorientation they should, uh, they should take, I tell them how important it is. We, we are, we need young entrepreneurs, engineers, uh, innovators, people that have good ideas and are willing to, make, to have an impact on society. We want those people to come in our field and help us. There is so much to be done. Uh, there is no, yes, we are competitive. We, we have competitors, but our competitors are people we work with. We, 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 you know, we're there to help people and there's so much that can be done and there's a market for everyone. So it's not a question of, uh, you know, pushing back people. We want to include everyone that has talent and who uh, is motivated to, to help us uh, in our journey for sure. Okay. And one more question. You are the chairman of the board for Humanware and newly retired. So what's next for Jill? Well, uh, newly retired, probably not yet. It's uh, still, uh, you know, we just, uh, as of September 1st, I'm very happy to say that uh, uh, I've appointed um, uh, Bruce Miles as our new uh, CEO. So I've uh, trans, uh, uh, I mean, transited all of my uh, responsibilities, operational responsibilities to Bruce. Uh, Bruce has been around for five years, six years now with us. And uh, Bruce has this uh, passion about technology as well and this uh, passion of helping people. So, so I think he's the perfect fit for, for humanware. And he's done so much for us in the last five years, uh, mainly working on on sales and uh, structuring how, you know, our channels and how we work with our customers. I think it's been a, a great uh, journey for, for, for Bruce and for Humanware. And I uh, have uh, full confidence Bruce will be doing a great job uh, for, for Humanware as a CEO. Now, for myself, uh, I, I, I took the chairman position, so I'm, I'm going to be around for some years um, and uh, still, uh, I think, very much involved in, in the market. Uh, coming to conferences, talking to our customers, generating new ideas, 
but more on the strategic side of things as opposed to the operational uh, side of things. So yes, I will have more time for myself, uh, time that I'm, you know, I'm sitting on uh, some boards of directors uh, in different fields, uh, in technology mainly, but uh, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know, very much involved with Bruce and the team to, uh, to, to make sure that the, the strategy and the move we do and the contacts we have in the field are still uh, good. Uh, so, so yes, uh, uh, retirement eventually. Uh, now it's more a transition for me, and it will give me more time. You're right. I do a lot of sports, so I'll I'll, I'll continue to to be very active, and uh, I also have a cabin, uh, you know, isolated uh, just on the side of the lake, and uh, I'll I'll have more time to go to the cabin, spend time uh, working there, you know, making things around the cabin. So having a lot of fun uh, and enjoying gradually more time for myself, for sure. Is there anything else you would like to add? Anything else you'd like to say? Well, you know, I think that, um, uh, well, this Horizon uh, Award is, is a great way to motivate people to do even more for this industry. And APH has played a very central ro- role in education. I, I, what I've seen... Uh, especially in the last um, uh, five, five, six, seven years, uh, I've seen APH uh, taking a leadership role in terms of education, and not only in the U.S., but worldwide. And that's extremely important. We Driving education for visually impaired people uh, is not only when talking about technology, but, but about everything about education is crucial. We want more blind people, visually impaired people, uh, getting higher education and getting a job. And, uh, you know, we believe our part is technology. Uh, We believe APH is the great umbrella for uh, making this happen, that more students, you know, get better education and get a job and and everything that goes with it. Uh, So... So that's, that's what we're trying to achieve, and, and I think APH is very central in doing so. Okay, thank you so much, Gilles, for joining me on Changemakers today. It was a pleasure uh, meeting you, Sarah, and uh, really enjoyed uh, talking with you. And congratulations again on your award. Now we're talking to representatives from the Lego Foundation. They received the Louis Award for their Lego Braille Bricks. The Louis Award recognizes the impact and creativity of a product, idea, method, or promotional effort that increased the availability or awareness of a Braille or tactile graphic. Lego Braille Bricks promote Braille as a tool of literacy, but also encourage students with and without sight to learn through play. And let's hear the Lego Foundation's Senior Play and Health Specialist, Stina Storm's acceptance speech. Our mission is to inspire and create the builders of tomorrow. And we do this by redefining play and reimagining learning. It is our hope that this innovative, playful concept will encourage children who are visually impaired to learn Braille through play. 
Our focus is on developing a breadth of skills in all children. And by purposely making this concept inclusive, we hope that children who are visually impaired will learn and play alongside sighted children, thereby fostering skills such as collaboration, communication and joint problem solving. We are so grateful to partners in this project for lending their support and encouragement. Let's continue the valuable work together and ensure that we create the builders of tomorrow. Now we're talking to Lego Foundation's Senior Play and Health Specialist, Stina Storm. Hello, Stina, and welcome to Changemakers. Thank you, and thank you so much for inviting me. What is it like to see the impact of Lego Braille Bricks in the hands of children who are visually impaired? Well, this project is simply so heartwarming. So to see these children actually have the Lego Braille bricks in their hands is just uh, so touching and it almost makes me cry every time. Um, but seeing them actually engage and having fun whilst learning is simply just so important for us. Um, we believe at the Lego Foundation in learning through play. Um, so this, you know, can benefit how children learn and how they develop their skills. So to, to actually see it in action just makes it so much more um, important and impactful. Okay. And how does the Louis Award reflect Lego Foundation's mission? Well, the Lego Foundation has a mission to inspire and create the builders of tomorrow. So we do this by what we call redefining play and reimagining learning. So for me, Lego Braille Bricks is just such an innovative and tangible example of exactly that, a learning, creative, innovative tool. What is it like to see Lego Braille Bricks go from the idea to an award-winning product? Well, we're actually quite humble about this because Lego Braille Bricks is not really our idea um, and it couldn't have been developed without the help of the blind community. Um, so it's really a true example of co-creation and we really sincerely hope that this co-creation will continue with the help of teachers whom we encourage to um, continue to develop this uh, teaching concept and methodology. Okay, Stina, is there anything else you would like to add to this conversation? Well, seeing it's it's uh, World Sight Day today, I'd like to also announce that this week we uh, launched our massive open online course, uh, which is all about learning through play with Lego Braille Bricks. Um, so please do uh, look up the course uh, online and uh, we hope to see many of you on the course. Okay, Stina, thank you so very much for joining me today on Changemakers. You're welcome. The Navigator Award was distributed to AFB and Dr. Penny Rosenblum. The Navigator Award recognizes the collaborative efforts and partnerships necessary to remove the barriers and provide pathways, ensuring that individuals have full access to education and life. The 2020 and 2021 Access and Engagement Studies, under the direction of Dr. Penny Rosenblum and many collaborators across the field, conducted two large research studies that highlighted both need and disparity of services and access to education during the COVID-19 pandemic. Let's listen to AFB's and Dr. Rosenblum's accepted speeches. 
Hello, I am Dr. Kirk Adams, President and CEO of the American Foundation for the Blind, AFB. At AFB, we value learning, collaboration, impact, and excellence. We convene leaders across our field and among business leaders, public officials, and other decision makers to champion impactful policies and practices using research and data to support meaningful systemic change for people who are blind or visually impaired. Our research efforts are sure to continue, and I look forward to our future collaborations with the American Printing House for the Blind. Again, our heartfelt gratitude. And with that, I will now pass the mic to Dr. L. Penny Rosenblum, who took the initiative of spearheading these important research projects and mobilizing the field. Dr. Rosenblum. Thank you, Kirk. Today, I'm accepting the Navigator Award for all those who have authored the two reports, Dr. Tina Hertzberg, Dr. Tiffany Wild, Dr. Justin Kaiser, Dr. Deneen Fast, Dr. Paula Chanis-Mora, Dr. Catherine Botsford, Dr. Carly Rhodes, Dr. Rhett McBride, Ms. Michelle Hicks, Ms. Jasmine DeGrant, Ms. Leanne Cook, and Ms. Stephanie Welch-Griner. You'll note that the authors are a combination of academics and practicing professionals. I think this speaks to the importance of all of us mentoring the next generation. Michelle, Jasmine, Leanne, and Stephanie gave up their time to the access and engagement studies because they believed in the topic, but also because they believed in wanting to build their research skills. These ladies are our future leaders, and I'm very proud to know all four of them. Thank you to those at the American Printing House for the Blind who recognized our team's work and have awarded us the Navigator Award in recognition of the contribution the access and engagement studies make to the field. I believe the work our team did will impact the education of our students with visual impairments, including those with additional disabilities and deaf blindness, both in the short term and the long term. Now we're talking to Dr. Rosenblum. Hello and welcome to Changemakers. Thank you for the invitation to join you today. First off, congratulations again on being the recipient of the Navigator Award. Thank you. The Navigator Award honors collaboration and partnerships. You and your research team recently completed two huge studies regarding access to education during COVID-19. How does it feel seeing your work and the work of other researchers honored? You know, it's a wonderful feeling to have the work that our group um, did together recognized. And I think it's really important for everybody to understand that um, AFB took a lead role in um, allocating my time at the time to lead the studies. There was a large group of individuals from across the country who collaborated and I, I want people to really understand that though I'm representing um, the face of the person receiving the Navigator Award, it truly was a team and collaborative effort to get these two large scale studies completed during the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. And can you talk about the importance of partnerships and collaboration in this field and why it's so important? You know. 
I have been in the field of visual impairment as, as a professional for 35 years. And then add, add to that my time as a child and an adult with a visual impairment. I've seen a lot of, of different nuances within our field. But I really feel like um, in many ways, the pandemic has really increased collaboration across our field. And I think about wonderful things that APH is doing, such as um, the Excel Academy that and TSBVI with their coffee hour. Um, we are a group of collaborators in our field. There's no reason any of us should invent the wheel. And the data that we have gathered through the access and engagement studies um, is not just valuable to help people understand what is occurring in education for our students with visual impairments during the pandemic, but also many of the systemic issues that we were able to identify and verify I mean, things that we all know that when technology is not accessible to our students, how can they participate in education? Um, we have data that really helps highlight some of the specific challenges experienced by our students, their families, and the professionals who serve them. And is there anything else you would like to add? You know, I think it's really um a pivotal time in education of our students with visual impairments. And I hope as a field that we will continue to work um, together to really address the needs of our students. We all for so long have been talking about the high unemployment or underemployment rate of adults with visual impairments. And though many people acquire their visual impairments as adults, there are also many people who acquire their visual impairment in childhood. There absolutely is a very strong connection between education and in life success, including employment and success in post-secondary education. So I hope we are able to take what we've learned through the access and engagement studies and, and use that data going forward to affect change both with policymakers, with educators, um, and also within um, school systems and, and for families. And I really would like to thank everybody who was involved with the studies, whether as a participant um, or researcher, um, to really recognize that this was very much a team effort. And I truly believe in the power of collaboration and working together. All right, Dr. Penny Rosenblum, thank you so much for joining me today on Changemakers. And congratulations again on your Navigator Award. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Changemakers. We'll put any links and websites mentioned in this podcast in the show notes. As always, be sure to look for ways you can be a changemaker this week.